Now he gives us a second argument uh, to try and uh, uh, think about to emotionally get real with the idea that this world can't be all that there is. Um, and that is as follows. He says, not only, um, not only this, but if it was true that the purpose of the creation of a, of a human being was for the sake of this world alone, then it would not have been really necessary um, for this world alone for God to have breathed into a person a neshama. Right? The Torah tells us that God breathed into Adam a living soul, that the neshama is the breath of God. He says the neshama is so, is so significant, it is so elevated and so superior that it is actually greater, the neshama is greater than the highest angels themselves. You have to appreciate what a neshama is. And all the more so, okay, I mean, why, so what do you need a neshama for in this world? If this world is, all, is, is all, such an elevated spiritual thing in such, a, in such a physical world, what do you need it for? And all the more so that it seemed would be strange that if, if, to give us such a neshama if this life is all we had, okay, given the fact that the neshama does not get any pleasure from any of the, of the material pleasures in this world. Okay? It does not experience it as beneficial and does not get pleasure from anything in this world. And this is what our sages were telling us when they gave us this metaphor in, the, in this medrash, a okay? beautiful metaphor. He says, the, the, it says in Kohelis, it says, V'gama nefesh simole. And King Solomon says in Kohelis that also the soul will not be filled. So what is it referring to? What does it mean when he says the soul will not be filled? So the sages tell us a metaphor. What is it similar to? To a peasant. Okay, let's imagine um, that there is this very amazing, righteous, powerful king, and he, he lives in the palace, and he's beloved by all of his subjects, and he has an only daughter, and she's raised in the palace with the best of everything, is that she sleeps on... Um, satin sheets with the finest down pillows and comforters and she has the softest um, most wonderful comfortable mattress and that she has a full-time staff of chefs anytime she wants food she can order anything that she wants she gets the finest delicacies that when she wants music or entertainment there's a whole symphony orchestra there which plays all of her favorite songs is that she wears the most beautiful, most fashionable dresses made of, of, of all different types of, of the most beautiful materials and fabrics. And um, she lives a life of ease and of comfort and of luxury and of beauty. And one day, the neighboring kingdom invades and attacks, catches them by surprise and destroys the king's army, kills the king, burns the palace to the ground. Everyone is killed except for the daughter who runs away into the woods. And she is running and running and running. It's getting dark. She has nothing with her. She realizes she has no way of taking care of herself. She's not going to be able to even survive one night on her own. And she comes across in the middle of the forest a little village of peasants. And one of the peasants takes pity on, on this stranger, brings, brings her into his house and starts to take care of her. And eventually, as time goes on, she realizes she has no option. And this, this man falls in love with her, proposes to her, and, he, and she agrees to marry him. And this man loves her so much and tries, and tries to make her happy and gives her the best of everything. He, every night when they have potatoes for dinner, is he makes sure that she gets the biggest potato. And that every night when they go to bed, she makes sure that her straw is always fresh and always clean. And that whenever she, you know, when she gets a new dress once a year, she makes sure it's the finest, finest burlap. 
And, um, you know, when she wants entertainment, he takes out his fiddle and plays her a little tune on the fiddle. And he can never understand why his wife is so unhappy. Nothing ever makes her happy. And that's because is that she can't, he can't make her happy. It's impossible. Because look where she comes from. Okay? She's, she's nothing that he can give her is going to make any difference to her or mean anything to her because she's a princess. So the sages tell us that the soul is the same way. He says, you can bring the soul all of the pleasures of the world, everything, okay? Bring it, to, bring it to the soul, and the soul is not interested. It will not do anything for the soul. Why not? Because the soul is from the upper spiritual world, from the highest, highest, most elevated place. And, and therefore, you have, um, and it says, Al-Karchach, it says in, in, in Perke Avos, against your will you were formed, and against your will you were born. The neshama was not so keen to come into this world. Okay, the neshama does not love this world at all. To the contrary, the neshama is put off by this world. Okay, so that is why that you have people who have a sense, and particularly Jews, okay, particularly Jews who have who have a, a very 600, they have a 613 horsepower neshama, is that they have a tremendous drive, and that you see that they have Jews often will have this 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 sense of something's missing, and then they're gonna and they're gonna go and they're gonna try and ah, I need to make a million. Okay, and then they make a million. They're still not, they're still not happy. I need two million, um, or maybe I need a faster car, or a better car, or a prettier girlfriend. Or I need a bigger house. Or I need a more exciting holiday. Right, and then and you get something, and then it's great, and then a little while later is that you're not happy again. Because why? Because that is coming. That drive is from the neshama. The neshama, the neshama is saying, hey, there's something missing. And no matter what you bring the neshama in the physical world, it will not make the neshama happy. What's missing is that connection with God. It is spirituality, it is purpose, it is meaning. Okay, it is the higher, finer things in life. So he says, if so, for sure it cannot be the Creator would have created uh, any creation for something which is against its nature and detested by it. God, when God created something for a purpose, is He implanted within that thing a, a, a attraction to? Um, and, and a connection to that. So for, for people and for objects, if a person was put into this world to be a carpenter, so then God will implant in the person a love of wood, a love of working with their hands, and he'll be good with tools. Right? Is that, how could it be that the neshama would be put into a world that it detests? And that's it. There's nothing else. He says, rather, for sure, the creation of the human being was for, his, for their position in the world to come. This world is only a means to an end. Don't get mixed up. And therefore, that's why this neshama was put in. Because this is the neshama which is fitting to be able to use to connect to God and be able to get your reward in the proper place in the proper time. And, the, and there, in the world to come, nothing will be repulsive to the neshama. Rather, to the contrary, everything will be beloved and precious to it. And this is obvious.